This is Jasmine with Listen to Your Single Friend. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the lonely. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. Um, I am so excited to be back and chatting with you guys. Um, This month, as you know, we are doing a challenge. I am so excited. Y'all know how I feel about these uh, dating challenges. We got to get out in the streets, y'all. He not just going to show up at the door, okay? So we are kicking off the April dating challenge, which is go on one date. One date. That's it. Some of y'all are going to hear this and be like, oh, that's easy. I can go on one date. I can do that tomorrow. Some of y'all are going to be like, oh my God, I got to go on a date. I've already been getting dragged in the DMs because some of y'all just just want to fight. <laughs> the girls like to tussle, okay? Um, I need y'all to go ahead and just do the date. I understand you know, somebody hit me up and was like, I logged in on the app and the first thing, the first guy I talked to said, what asked me to do was to come over and chill. Okay, talk to the second guy and the third and the fourth and the fifth. Like, just keep pushing. Keep it pushing, y'all. Like, when you have a goal in mind, don't let anything, like, detract you from that. We know, the, the thing that you have in your favor is that you can predict the behavior, okay? We know Some of these guys just want to fuck. That's it. Moving on. You don't want to fuck. Or maybe you do. Either way it goes, the goal is to go on a date. If somebody says, come over the house, keep it pushing until you meet that goal. Like, we got to be hyper-focused. This is what the purpose of the challenge is. Don't let all that other rah-rah shit get in your way and get you distracted and make you feel like, this is pointless. All they want to do is come over and chill. All they want, none of them want to try. There is no point in, in dating or looking for a partner, or even trying, if you believe that a good man doesn't exist. So if you think all men want to do is fuck, all they want to do is Netflix and chill, all they want to do is what you're doing to death, then that's what you're going to attract to yourself. It's the law of attraction. <laughs> like, if you don't think it exists, what what are you doing this for? So let's do some reshaping and reframing this month. Go on the date. It's just one date. Episode 16 I went in about getting out of your own way and just going on a date. It's just a damn date. Um, That's a long intro, but (laughs) I had already been getting some messages (laughs) about the hardships of this April challenge. Uh, But yeah, we're going to get through it and I'm excited for y'all. Shit, I got to do it myself. So I was like, dang, I guess I do got to go on a date this month, huh? (laughs) So I do this with you guys. That's the thing. Y'all give me such a hard time. Like I'm not in the swamps. Okay, I'm here. Anyway, um, I'm excited about this episode. (laughs) If you can tell by the title, it's going to be about weddings. And we know that I'm a wedding planner. So I'm really, really, really excited about this. Uh, Before we get into that, let's keep the conversation going on Instagram and Facebook. That's Listen to Your Single Friend. Twitter is Your Single F-R-N-D. And make sure to tune into the accounts for the ratchetry. That is Screenshot Friday. Um, I am uploading these episodes to YouTube. Check me out from there. I'm going to keep uploading those audios to YouTube because some folks can't listen to, you know, 
certain websites and do certain things while they're at work. And so going to keep uploading to YouTube just for my folks who want to listen when they are at work. Um, I am actually getting ready to revamp the uh, merch store. So um, I, I don't think I'm going to take the crew necks down, but I can't make any promises. So if you want a crew neck, um, go ahead and uh, make sure you get your purchase in now. Um, but again, I'm not going to make any promises. I am getting ready to um, give you guys a spring collection, which I'm super excited about. I'm so excited about this new collection. Me and my producer have been working very, very hard on this. So my time off do not be in vain. And y'all know that. So every time I come back and it's been two, three weeks, it's because I've been doing some shit. Okay. So I am very, very excited about that. Um, Patreon is still a thing. Oh, really quick. The merch website, um, listen to your single friend.com forward slash shop S H O P. Um, with the Patreon, um, go ahead and subscribe right now. The Patreon's got a free month. Um, I basically told them, Hey, I'm busy working on this merch shop. So, um, I gave them a free month of Patreon this month. Um, so Patreon is lit right now. <laughs> so if you want to be a patron, if you want to be a patron, um, go ahead and subscribe. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And that's forward slash listen to your single friend. Um, go ahead and become a patron now. Patrons are also going to get um, an exclusive look at the uh, new store um, and they're going to get a discount code as well. So there are perks to being a patron. I do have a bonus episode coming that I'm super excited about. I'm not going to tell y'all what it's about. Um, we were supposed to do the episode last weekend, um, but fortunately she wasn't feeling well. So we're going to do that this coming weekend. So not only are y'all getting a free month, y'all getting free content because you're not paying this month. So it's lit over at Patreon. Um, go ahead over there and subscribe now. All right, guys, now it's time to throw it back to last week's trivia. According to Hinges, 2022 dating prediction data, 91% of users want to date someone who goes to therapy. And blank percent of daters are more likely to go on a second date if the person mentions therapy on the first date is it a 70 percent b 53 percent c 89 percent or d 46 percent the answer is c 89 percent more likely to agree to a second date if the person mentions therapy on the first date. And I love this. Like, now I might mention therapy just to be sassy. Like, if we're talking about something, I might be like, yeah, someone's gonna need therapy. <laughs> um, but the answer is C, 89%. And I love that. Like, I had read this quote, my friend had posted it. And it was like, you don't have to come to me healed, but you need to come to me healing. And so I think that that's what it is. The fact that, you know, a person is actively in therapy or going to therapy um, just shows that at least they're trying and trying is enough, you know, is that's enough for me. As long as I see that there's some effort and you're not trying to be stuck in those same patterns, that's enough for me. So that is your trivia. Now it's time for the quote of the day. I'm always going to start you guys off with some good positive vibes. Um, 
just to keep the good juju out in the world. You know, it's it's a lot of shenanigans going on right now. So um, I'm going to start you guys off with some positive vibes. Your life isn't meant to look like anyone else's because you aren't like anyone else. You're a person all your own with a unique set of gifts, goals, obstacles, dreams, and needs. So stop comparing and start living. I was going to go basic this week and just be like, comparison is the thief of joy, just because of what we're talking about on today's episode. But I just decided, I was like, we need a little more meat to this, because I really want this to stick to y'all, because it doesn't just apply to dating. Again, the quote of the day is always going to be about something that you can apply to all facets of your life. But we have, you know, this comparison spirit sometimes and we watch people's highlight reels on Instagram. Um, I was just telling someone that I don't, the reason why I'm not on TikTok a lot is because I get to watching TikToks and I'm like, well, I want to be going to these places. Well, I want to be traveling. Well, I want to be, you know, at all the restaurants in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? And I, I found myself getting like, um, frustrated or having FOMO just from, you know, watching people on TikTok live their lives. But it's just a highlight reel. And my story is not their story and my journey is not their journey. Um, I'm going to be talking about weddings today. But the funny thing is the uh, tagline for my um, wedding company is your story is uniquely yours. That should have been a quote of the day. (laughs) But that's actually the tagline for my wedding and events company. Um, So yeah, don't be out here comparing yourselves. Just live your life and live it to the best of your ability. Now we will get into goals and goofies and it's been some shit. It has been some shit since I've been off air. Um, first of all, goals. This is going to be so funny, but goals actually goes to my twin sister. Um, I did this secret operation where I was lying to my sister for weeks. Me and her boyfriend were colluding. Um, and I flew across the country to LA without her even knowing I was in the same city 15 minutes away from her. Um, and I helped set up her engagement. So my sister is officially engaged. I'm super, super excited for her. Um, shout out to her and Stanley. Stanley is actually the one who, um, did the intro for the podcast. So that's my brother-in-law and I already called him my brother-in-law. Um, but now it's official. Well, almost going to be official because my sissy poo is engaged. So just congratulations to Janae and Stanley. I'm so happy for them. I'm about to be the baddest maid of honor on the planet. I am so ready and I'm super excited. So I love you guys. You guys get goals uh, just because, because I love you. (laughs) All right. I have a second goals for you. Um, I've been able to like (laughs) build up the content because it's been a few weeks. So I had something else I wanted to share for goals. um, This girl tweeted her Instagram name is more... Kia Ivy, M-A-U-R-E, Kia Ivy. Um, She said, my dad drowned saving me when I was nine years old. I told the guy I'd recently been dating that I didn't have anything to remember him. My dad's birthday is this Sunday, and this hand-painted portrait just showed up at my house. No one has ever done anything like this for me. So it's a photo of her dad holding her when she was a baby. Oh my gosh. I'm PMSing, so I'm totally about to cry. (laughs) Um, This is just so freaking 
freaking cute. And I was just like, I love this. I love when people like, even though she said they recently started dating, it's like, these are what I call a show of good faith. Just showing, you know what, I'm into you and, you know, I'm invested in this. And basically, I, I fuck with you. You know what I mean? And the fact that he did this, it just was very thoughtful. Um, so that is another ghost for you this week. Now it's time for the bullshit. I am going to briefly, briefly, briefly address the Will Smith situation. Number one, I'm fucking tired about talking about Will Smith. Um, and it's it, the only reason that I'm bringing this up is because it did have to do with his wife. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, I wouldn't even talk about it at all. Um, tired of talking about this. I think we need to let this go and move on. Um, my commentary is multi-fold. I think this is a multi-layer issue, and I think there's not just one way to look at it. Um, all these white people saying that, you know, they're feeling traumatized and threatened. I feel like this isn't white people's business. White people commenting on this just feels very racist to me. So I'm a little bit annoyed by that, which also makes me annoyed that Will did this so publicly and didn't do this backstage or at the cookout because it's like now the white folks is all up in our business. But this very much feels like black people business. So I'm really annoyed by that. Um, here for Will, checking that man because defend your wife <laughs> defend your wife okay i'm very much here for him checking that man um chris rock i'm keep saying that man i'm very much here for him checking chris rock about this or whatever um because it's like you know like i said defend your wife we need more men to be showing up for black women it's something i complain about a lot is how black women are always on the front lines for black men no matter what the cause is and ain't no man or not let me not uh, generalize, but the level that black women show up for black men, we don't always get that reciprocation. Um, nowhere near to that extent. So it was very, very refreshing to see um, a black man defend his wife so publicly. Now, what he did was a crime. And this is my problem with our folks is that at the end of the day, the optics don't matter. You're not supposed to be putting your hands on people, <laughs> period. So I need our people to pick a struggle. You can agree with what Will did and say, yes, you better defend your wife. He deserved that shit. But you can't get mad that Will is facing repercussions and all this. Well, why is so-and-so at the Oscars? He's a pedophile. Well, why does that don't have shit to do with the subject at hand? <laughs> like, we have to pick a struggle. We have to. Y'all know that we face harsher repercussions for the shit that we do, even if a white person does not. That is just the name of the game. So all this, well, so-and-so won an award before and he did all these horrible things. He was white. Like, we just got to pick a struggle. Like, I, I'm tired of all the mental Olymp Olympics and just like, well, white people do this. We, we're not white. <laughs> we, we don't get those same privileges. So if Will has to face consequences, it is what it is. You can feel that he's justified for what he did and also acknowledge, hey, he gave him the smoke. Whatever happens, happens. Because that's the way I feel about it. You know, if they take his Oscar, which stinks, you know, I don't think that Chris Rock is going to press charges. Um, But repercussions like someone was like well you can't um you can't just say whatever and be mad about how people respond we were talking about comedians because they're going to be facing a lot of backlash in the coming months just fyi <laughs> um and we were talking about that and they were like yeah you can't you know be you can't talk shit and then be mad that you know people you know basically pull up on you and i'm like exactly so will 
and y'all can't be mad if Will faces repercussions for what he does. So again, I just, I'm a big person about not being a hypocrite and <laughs> just like, you know, just making things make sense. And so it's like, you can't advocate for um, Will giving the smoke. And then we'll not getting the smoke because if the conversation is about consequences and repercussions, everybody's going to get them, period. That's what I got to say about that. Jada has spoken out and basically said, well, actually, I don't know if this is true or not. So I'm, I'm reading different things about Jada saying that she, you know, she didn't need Will to do that. I, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm reading different things that saying she, that she didn't actually say that. So I want to address that portion of it. Um, Y'all got to stay out of Jada and Will business, period. This is a married couple who has all but told us that they are in an open relationship. Everybody gets mad at Jada because she gets on Red Table Talk and tells their couple's business. I do agree that what you put out there, people are going to comment on. Um, So it just is what it is. But... The idea that Jada is embarrassing Will, like, I just don't understand how y'all can agree that Beyonce and Jay-Z are this power couple who is super, super strategic and who intentionally released albums about cheating and getting cheated on, and this is just the master plan, and they're happy, and they did what they needed to do, and they're just moving on with their lives since then. I don't understand how we can acknowledge that, but somehow Will and Jada... Another power couple, you think that he really is just letting Jada get <laughs> on this show and say whatever the fuck she wants? Like, the fact that y'all think that conversations aren't being had and these aren't strategic is very, very interesting to me. So, I just kind of want to point that out because I, I don't understand. I mean, I know why men hate Jada because they don't even know how to define sexual agency for a woman. Um, they, these is the same niggas that want, <laughs> they want to be a part of a polygamy situation, right? They want to have multiple wives, can't even afford multiple houses and multiple cars, like what's supposed to happen. These are the same dudes that say that. But when you have a married couple all but telling us they're in an open relationship, it's a problem that she is doing her thing. And the thing is, a quick Google search will tell you that Will be doing his thing too. Will just didn't mess with a messy hoe. <laughs> and because August Alcina is out here, he done made a whole nother song about it. Good grief. Uh, it is it is very ghetto. So <laughs> more of the story is don't be messing with messy hoes. But I don't know. I don't understand the smoke for Jada. But, you know, a lot of men just, you know, they, they get, they, they're really upset with women for a lot of reasons that maybe just not be for me to understand. Um, this is a good segue. So I'm not going to call the Will and Jada situation ghosts or goofies because to me it is multifaceted and multilayered. Multiple things can be true at once. Um, stop talking shit about black women. Keep our names out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> Um, but also, you know what? It, it's in my, I'm an event planner and we're going to get into that because that's what half this episode is about. It's a time and a place for everything, period. And that has nothing to do with white people. As someone who does event production myself, it is very frustrating that so many black people got put on that day. Um, Will Packer, a black man, he did think like a man. He's done all sorts of movies. He produced the Oscars. DJ D Nice was a person doing the intro music. There was two black hosts for the freaking Oscars. It has nothing to do with white people. The problem is too many, I'm going on a rant, but too many of us center white people in our thought processes. And it's just like, I don't care what white people think. 
I care about the black people that got put on that day. I care about the black man who produced this event. It's a time and a place. Because at the end of the day, a kid's concert, a birthday party, a baby shower, a wedding. You know what I mean? These are all things that can be specific to black people. These can be black events. And it's still not a good time to do what you want to do. It's a time and a place. What happened to men taking it outside? All right, I'm going too far. I'm going too far. <laughs> I am going too far. And I don't want the smoke about this because honestly, this ain't got nothing. It, it had a little bit to do with, you know, dating and relationships and stuff, of course. Um, but I'm not going to give it goes or goofies. This is just one of those middle ground things. Uh, what did we say before? Goes, goofies, and in-between. So this is going to be an in-between. But I want y'all to carry that portion that I spoke about Jada with you for a second. Because, like I said, some men just, ooh, they just got it bad for women and not in a good way. So, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. As you know, or have seen, um, there is... Hold on, I'm looking up the... <laughs> The full thing so I can get it right. Okay. So, this NFL player, I think he is, I don't think he retired from the NFL. Um, this is just another case of niggas with podcasts getting on their shows and saying dumb shit. Um, I mean, I can make it a segment at this point. Um, I don't like giving energy to the bullshit, you know? This is not, mm, no, it is. I was going to say it's not as bad as some of the other male podcasters, but it is because you're at this level and you're still doing and talking about dumb shit. All right, so let me get into it. Long story short, there's this viral podcast clip of ex-NFL players. Let me, let me read this right. Um, Channing Crowder is an NFL player turned podcaster. <laughs> we just got to take away the mics away from the men's that's just that's just what it's coming down to y'all I'm sorry they they are not responsible with their platforms every time I turn around it's some shit from niggas with fucking podcast mics good grief okay so he said um if Russell ain't had that bread Sierra ain't gonna be with him he said Russell Square Sierra has a good situation, but you don't leave future and get with Russell Wilson. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> this is the thing. There is such a disconnect between men and women. And this is very specific to the black community. So for my non-black listeners, you know, you can skip past this or you can listen to get some insight. But this is very, very specific to the black community. Um, I don't know if it's crack. Y'all already knew. <laughs> Y'all already knew where I was coming with this. I don't know if it's crack. Like, you don't leave a baby daddy. How many kids he got? Nine? A lot. He got a lot of kids. You don't leave a ratchet, toxic baby daddy for a good, strong man like Russell Wilson. This is what he said. So, I say on this show, I don't speak for men. Anytime there's a topic, y'all tell me y'all want to talk about certain things, y'all want me to do certain topics, and I tell y'all, that's out of my peripheral, I'm going to need a guest host for that. Like, I know what are things that I can talk about, and what are things that I do need a male perspective, or a guy to come on the show and just kind of give us some insight. Um, I don't speak 
for men though. And this has come up on dates, <laughs> but I don't speak for men. I don't say, well, men think blah, 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 blah. Like I did one episode many, 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 many months ago, basically saying the one thing I know to be true about men is that they do what they want. So that was the whole, he's just not that into you. Why is he not calling the whole thing? But for the most part, I don't, I don't make it my mission to say, you know, in absolute, in absolutes, like this is what this is when it comes to men. So there's just this odd disconnect with black men and black women. And I really, really want to bridge the gap, y'all. Like I really want us to bridge the gap because it's, it's so, I want to say it's layered, but it's not. So there's this concept in our community that all black women want are thugs. They just want toxic men. They want to get treated badly because those men are deemed as cool. You know, they want the cool guy. They want the player, blah, 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 blah. Like, in 2022, grown-ass men are still saying all women want are thugs and bad boys and players. When I hear men say this, I feel like they have some personal unpacking to do. Because there is no way that you, at 30 or 40 or 50, have met an adult woman who was single and was like, she wants a thug. She wants a gangster. Like, huh? That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Like, it, but this is a common, common thing that I see. Because then the very next thing is, y'all, it, it's the friend zone theory. I should do a whole episode about this. Um, but it's this friend zone theory that all y'all want is thugs. And y'all leave the good guys in the friend zone. I kind of talked about the whole good guy concept before, but it just really pisses me the fuck off when men say this whole thing about all y'all want is good guy or all y'all want is bad guys and the man of your dreams is in your friend zone. Again, when I hear men say things like this, they're telling on themselves. There's some unpacking to do because a woman is not going to have a quality man sitting in the friend zone until she feels like picking him up. Like, again, and, and maybe I'm speaking for a certain age range, but at, at late 20s, we're just not doing that. The thing that, I feel like the, the, the disconnect in that, a thing that they just don't understand is that, like, a man is in the friend zone for a reason. And so it goes back to this entitlement that some gentlemen have over women. They think because I am a good man, I do this. I do that. I have my own car. I have my own house. I have my degree. I pay my bills on time. You know, I'm a relatively nice person that I am entitled to women in partnership. And I think that that in general is, is a big disconnect that we're having. So when men say y'all friend zone the men that you know, are going to be good to you. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. And it's coming from a place of entitlement. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Like when you are a woman and you're single and you're going through your dating experience, 
when you put guys, when you make guys your friends, it's for a reason. I'm at the stage in my life where I need two things in the men that I'm saying. I need chemistry and compatibility. A lot of times, it's only one or the other. We hitting it the fuck off. Like, he's sexy, we're having good vibes, but we're not compatible because he may not be looking for what I'm looking for, or he may not be on, you know, my educational or economical level, or our values may be in misalignment. That's one of the pieces of it. You know what I mean? But for me, I just feel like if I put a guy in the friend zone, it's because of one of those reasons. I don't have to fuck with a dude just because he fucks with me. Like, I don't I don't have to be in, in that situation. Like, it's just very, very confusing to me when men do this whole all y'all friend zone the good guys. We the good guy and you're and that's the thing. Again, what is the good guy? Just because he does, you know, the basics, that doesn't mean he's a good person. And let's just get into the good guy thing. A lot of men who call themselves good guys who literally tell you, well, I'm a good guy, but women don't want that. A lot of them are fucking assholes. And you can tell them that I said it. You are an asshole. And that's why you're in the fucking friend zone. (laughs) You're a jerk. Some of y'all think that your jobs are, are personality traits. Sports is not a personality trait. Who are you? Y'all talk about women and femininity all goddamn day and what that means and how we need to stop talking about our jobs and we need to stop talking about our accolades and stop leading with that, which I don't necessarily agree with. But y'all have to start doing that too. And I understand that most of us are looking for men who are providers, but you have to be a person, a nice person. You have to be someone worth dating. And I think there's a lot of short-circuiting right now because back in the 50s, and I talked about this in the hookup culture episode, um, but back in the 50s, you know, or even before then, um, we needed men who were providers. You know what I mean? And because that's kind of how we got forward in life. You know, it that was important socially. Um, now women can work, (laughs) women can have kids without, you know, actually having a partner. They can get a house. We can do a lot of things without having a partner. So I think a lot of men are short circuiting right now, um, because they're realizing that the scope has expanded beyond what they knew. They knew, they knew themselves in relationships to be providers. Oops, my phone just fell. Um, they knew themselves to be providers, um, And now that they have to be people with personalities, now that I have actually have to like you in order for me to date you, there's a lot of short circuiting going right now because I provide. So why don't you want me? Y'all put good guys in the friend zones. It's bullshit. Stop telling on yourselves. It's bullshit. Like, and it's coming from a very, very, very bitter place. Like, just because you're interested and a woman is not, doesn't mean you're a good guy that's being friend zoned. Like, don't y'all want to date people? that want to date you, (laughs) like, that is the confusion for me, and don't you want to date people that are compatible, or that you have chemistry with, you know, but I also say women need to stop telling men that they're good guys, because this whole, I'm a good guy, but women don't want me, is because when women are doing that whole friend zoning thing, they're just like, yeah, you're a good guy, but, but I just see us as friends, they have taken that and ran with it, instead of you saying, hey, All you do is work all day and you never have time for me. And that's why I'm not interested. Instead of saying the things, we just say, you're a good guy, but, 
And so all they hear is good guy. And they say, well, if I'm such a good guy, why don't you want me? Because we're not saying the real reasons. And, you know, and I go back and forth about telling people the real reasons, depending on how far you or how long you've been dating them. Um, but at this point, I think that I think this this whole good guy thing, y'all have to let that shit go. So bringing it back to the whole corny thing, I'm just like, the, it's just giving, you know, it's, it's giving confusion because one second, we don't want the good guy. We want thugs and gangsters and players, you know, we want the baby daddies. <laughs> and now that Russell has let, or not Russell, now that Sierra has leveled up with Russell, um, she's only with him for his money. It's like y'all, y'all constantly need, um, something to verify why a black woman in particular is doing well. And I'm just going to keep it a stack. Men hate Sierra. And I actually have this on my list to do a whole episode about it. Um, but men fucking hate Sierra. <laughs> and this has come up in so many capacities. But they don't like, in, in a, and again, this is black community specific. Black women are supposed to take what we can get. I did an episode about that too. <laughs> We're supposed to take what we can get. And so in a lot of men's eyes, Sierra is quote unquote stained because she dated a man like Future and had a baby. But y'all said that we wanted thugs, which, but okay, let me, let me get there. She dated a man like Future and had a baby. Future cheated on her. He called her a bitch. She had to sue him. It was horrible. She healed, she grew, and she found a good man. And now it's, oh, she just with him for his money because he corny. So that's why I'm confused because I thought that y'all said all we wanted was thugs. We put this guy in the friend zone. We put all the quote unquote good guys in the friend zone because they're not cool enough, whatever the fuck that means. In high school, if y'all talk to a black male nerd, now I'm not going to, you know, generalize all black male nerds, but a lot of them got these hangups. Well, none of the girls wanted me in school. They always wanted the players. I mean, you were probably socially awkward, but you know, we were also teenagers. Um, but a lot of them hang on to that. But that's why I'm so confused. Why are men so mad at Sierra? Because isn't this, isn't she proving like what y'all said y'all wanted us to do? Y'all said, take that corny dude out the friend zone. Y'all the one that said the good guys are always in the friend zone. All women want is thugs. She didn't took this guy out the friend zone. Made him her husband. And now y'all mad at her. It's given crack. <laughs> it's given y'all niggas can't be pleased. Um, I'm just very, very confused. I'm I'm very, very confused on what it is that, that y'all want from us. Like, and the thing is, Sierra ain't broke at all. And Russell got his big ass contract when they were already married. So let's keep it real. Like, and that's the thing. The next, the next thing is, well, she's, she's, the implication now is that she's a gold digger. So again, I, I'm just, I am very confused on what black women are supposed to do. We're not supposed to ask for men with money because that makes us gold diggers. Um, but if we date broke dudes, then it's like, well, that's what you chose. So that's what you get. And then we date men 
who were charming and charismatic, the player types, the futures, all y'all want is thugs. And then we date the Russells and try to live our best life. You only with him for his money. I'm so tired of y'all. Please shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, please shut the fuck up. I don't, I, I'm so confused. What are black women supposed to do? Like, like I, I would really like these men to say, wh- who are we supposed to date? Like, what's the mock-up of this? And I'm saying this to be sarcastic because I only don't, honestly don't give a fuck. It sounds to me like y'all want to date Future. I don't understand why you're so fucking obsessed with him. He is a scumbag. Like, he is a fucking scumbag. Nobody wants him. But the little birdie girls and the girls that's trying to get on and the Instagram girls, like, your average chick don't want that man. Your average chick don't want the baby daddies, period, period. But y'all, I just don't get this obsession. And so anyways, the co-host on this guy's podcast was like, he, thankfully he had, you know, co-hosts that weren't idiotic. So his co-host, Fred Taylor was like, I think you're wrong. Women want peace. Thank you, Fred Taylor, for having some sense. (laughs) Um... And he just said, everybody, so Channing responds and says, everybody has a type. Russell's so square. I love him on the field, but he's square. And it's just like, you know what I think? (laughs) I don't know. It's just complicated. But it's like, it seems like y'all are mad that the corny dude got chosen. The corny dude in y'all's definition. Because of my definition, I'm like, Russell's a great guy. I don't think he's corny at all. Um... But I think the dudes are mad, and I think that the type of dudes are mad are Team Future. You know what I mean? It's like, these are the toxic, problematic guys who are just like, (laughs) the only reason you don't want a man like us is because he got money. It it, it just goes back to this whole all women want thugs thing. How dare she want a man like him? Men don't think that corny dudes deserve play. Men don't think that dudes like Russell deserve a Sierra. They think a Sierra is supposed to stay in her place and stay with men like Future. And I'm just fucking over it. I'm, I'm over the shenanigans and I'm over niggas on podcasts just saying like the dumbest shit and being irresponsible. Um, so there's other co-hosts. Ryan Clark says, Channing, when you go from this level of toxicity, you want something stable. Ooh, it's giving grown men. It's giving grown men. And that's what I'm saying. People who are emotionally evolved, unfortunately, you know, the emotional bandwidth of some of our male peers, depending on their age, is very small. But his co-host got him together. And that I was very happy about. So it ain't all niggas with podcast mics. It's just a very large percentage of them. (laughs) Um... That was basically the gist of that conversation Um, is basically that, you know, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get why men are so mad at Sierra. And I don't, I don't understand why it always has to be a thing. She can't possibly want him. She only wants him for her, for his money. Why can't she just want him for, like they said, the peace, the stability. I thought all women wanted thugs. And I think that a lot of men really go through life with this, <laughs> this theory. And when women do the opposite of that, it's like, there has to be a reason. Why can't the reason be that, first of all, 
all women don't want thugs. Um, but why can't the reason just be that she just wants, like he said, he, she just wants peace. She don't want the smoke. She don't want the drama. She wants a good quality man, stable, emotionally and financially. But why is that an issue? <sighs> this dude, Channing, is goofy as fuck. And somebody put in the comments, like, do you want your daughter to date in the future or a Russell? <laughs> but I always, I hate that. I hate that we always have to qualify things specifically for men based on the women in their lives. And in the black community, like, a lot of men, like, in my opinion, feel like that ain't my daughter. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've heard men say it. They're like, you know, well, what if that happened to your sister or your mom? But that's not my sister or my mom. Like, I feel like there's a lot of compartmentalization in the black community. Um, and I hate that we have to be, our, well, what if this was your so-and-so? Would you feel differently? You know he would, but that's different. In, in his mind, he's compartmentalizing that. And I just think it's so, I don't know. I, I really am looking forward. Let me, let me end this on a positive spin. I'm really looking forward to black men and black male podcasters, um, saying the things that make sense. Um, I'm really looking forward to having conversations about bridging the gap, especially when it comes to relationships and dating. Um, and if any male podcasters are listening to this show and you got some damn sense, I'm happy to bring you on the show because I'm just so tired of like all of the infighting and nobody listening. It like I just feel like nobody's listening to each other. But for starters... Stop going around with this victim ass men or black women only want thugs or y'all just want men for their money. Like, why aren't we humanized? Why aren't we people? Why can't I want a partner who is financially and emotionally stable? Like, there's there's a disconnect happening. And I'm happy to do a Bridging the Gap episode, but I really just need y'all niggas to stop saying dumb shit. So, goofy as fuck. We don't want no goddamn futures. You can talk to the Instagram baddies. They want futures because they want to get put on. And I'm fine with that. Use these men. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But in general, I just, I don't understand all the smoke. What's the beef? What's the beef? Why are y'all so mad? Men have been mad at Sierra for fucking ever. Because the thing is, they don't feel like she deserves. They don't feel like Russell deserves a Sierra. But they also don't feel like Sierra deserves a Russell. It's a very, 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 very convoluted conversation. So I feel like I've only scratched the surface, but that's goofy. That's goofy as fuck. Let these people be happy. These are married folks minding their goddamn business. All right, guys, now it's time for the main segment. I am super excited about this episode because it's like a blend of both of my like two worlds, being single in weddings. <laughs> um, I have mentioned before, I am an event planner. My company is called Jasmine Caress Events, um, and I specialize in weddings, social events, and corporate events. Um, I have probably attended maybe 60 weddings at this point in my career over the last five or six years. And only about three or four of them were as a guest. <laughs> um, so it's just always been so funny to me that I have this platform um, and that other platform and they're so starkly different. You know, like one moment I'm all love is patient, love is kind. And then the next I'm like, 
stop letting these men play in your face, girl, you know? <laughs> so like having a singles platform and then having a wedding platform is pretty funny. But I consider myself the queen of duality. I love it here, you know? Um, and I love being a wedding planner. I think I am a hopeless romantic deep down. Um, but even when I'm on the job, you know, it's, it's kind of hard not to imagine what my own special day is going to be like, um, or worse getting into that space of, um, when is it going to be my turn? When am I going to get this? Uh, so this episode, I wanted to discuss attending weddings as a guest, as a single person. So while I do plan weddings for a living, I do need to disclaim right now that these are my personal opinions. Obviously, the show has nothing to do with my business. Um, None of my thoughts or opinions are meant to serve as a reflection of my professional advice or serve as a commentary on any of my clients or their events. This is just me talking my shit like I normally do. (laughs) So I do not talk like this at all on, you know, the wedding side of it. That's a completely different platform, completely different, you know, way of life. Um, But I do want to talk about being single at weddings. So let's get into this. Um, as I mentioned, I have only been to a few weddings as a guest. (laughs) And one time I remember like being on a plane ride back from a wedding And I remember crying on the plane. There is just something about someone getting everything you want that will just have you curled up in a ball and in the bottom of a bottle. (laughs) Like, you know, we're being honest here today. Like, I'm a very transparent person. Um, And I have definitely had the spirit of comparison, which is why I was intentional about the quote of the day today. Um, But I've just seen some weddings and I'm just like, How did this neurotic bitch get a husband before me? (laughs) Um, It's a huge pet peeve of mine when people's just, people's go-to is that single people are jealous. And I might do an episode on that, but it's so annoying that you can't say anything about couples or relationships or anything without, you're just jealous. And it's just like, you know, there are people who are jealous, but a lot of times it's just ego-based. Like, for me, I'm just like, this goofball girl really snagged a man, and I didn't, you know? Um, What am I doing wrong? And the thing is, I don't know other people's relationships. The older I got, you know, the more I realized I don't know shit about what people got going on in their household except what they show me on Instagram and what they allow me to see in person or in public. I don't know about the hard times. I don't know about the secret breakups, the arguments that cut deeply. I don't know these folks' business. I only know what we see, which is cute, curated Instagram feeds. All we see is the highlight reels when it comes to love and marriage. And it's just so much more than that. So I learned to stop idolizing weddings and marriage. Um, The deeper I got into my career, I feel like the more it hit. And... I'm just going to keep it real. It doesn't behoove me to say this as a professional planner with my own business. um, But a wedding is just a damn party. (laughs) It it really is just a damn party. I know that we, you know, make this the grand event of every girl's life, but it is a party. We walk into these decked out ballrooms, this beautiful up lighting, these lush centerpieces, good food, drinks flowing, good vibes. And it's just like, wow, like this is so nice. Um, but as a planner, I am the one who did all that damn work to make it happen. 
So like just as quickly as we set up the venue that morning, it takes us about an hour tops to take a wedding down, to break it completely down. And first of all, breakdown is quick as fuck because we ready to go home. We've been here all day. (laughs) Vendors are ready to go. But, you know, it's just like poof. The candles are blown out. The centerpieces have been taken down. The linens are off the table. The fairy tale magic of it is gone. The wedding is just a party. It's just a day. Uh, And I think that being a planner was, like, meant for me because... I feel like it took away that veil of glitz and glamour because I am the motherfucking glitz and glamour. I'm the motherfucking boss, <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> like, I, I'm i the one that made this shit happen. You know what I mean? And so it definitely kind of brought me down to the real world that this is just a party and and it is just an event you know a good wedding has nothing to do with a good marriage these are two totally totally opposite entities um because one is a party and you know like i said parties in it's just one day but you know one would think that with me doing all these weddings it would stir up feelings and i'll be honest you know it does sometimes but honestly, with the work and all the money that goes into it, it just makes me want to get my person right. When I'm working with my clients, I'm just like, I really want to do, it's a lot of work. I really want to do this with the right person. You have 150 plus people that are invited and they are invested in you getting this love shit right. And I don't want to let these niggas down. <laughs> like, but seriously, I just want the man who makes me want to do all of this per- pomp and circumstance. I love pomp and circumstance. But with my planner hat on, like, it's a lot of work. And, and I want the person to be right. You know, I want a man who will take his commitment and vows to me seriously. And someone who I respect and honor to do the same. Um... And I just want my person. But that brings me back to square one and reality sets back in and it's just like, so when's it going to be my turn? (laughs) Being single is like this constant cycle of emotions. And I don't think people get that sometimes. Like sometimes we're chilling. Sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we're sad. Sometimes we're angry because it did not work out with that ex. You know what I mean? Like... And I'll just say this. I've been single for a long time. So my triggers and my feelings and some of the things I'm, I'm going to get to are a little bit deeper than a lot of folks that have been single for a year or two. <laughs> and I'm not downplaying anyone's single journey, of course. But, you know, I have been single enough to go through all the motions. And I'm in therapy working on my shit. Okay. Um, but, you know, sometimes being single is just a large mix of emotions. And sometimes they conflict with each other. So, yes, when someone gets married, it may sting while we're sitting here writing a congratulations message. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of Tamar Braxton, um, who we definitely want to keep in our prayers right now because they just lost their sister, Tracy. Um, but she did something that I thought was pretty funny. And I was thinking about this as I was writing this episode. Um which Kardashian is the cool one? The one that's like not problematic. Courtney? Courtney. Um, so she was so when Courtney got engaged to Travis Barker, and by now we just heard that they already got married in Vegas. So shout out to them. I think that I put them as goals um a few episodes back. Um, so t- when when Courtney got engaged to Travis Barker, 
uh, Tamar Braxton said something along the lines of, this is so dope. Congrats, y'all. God, when is it going to be my turn? <laughs> that was her congrats message. And so I was like, nah, girl, Tamar. Of course we expect this from Tamar, but it's just like, this is where single people got to chill. You can think these things. But do not be giving people congrats messages and then making it about your own discontent. Now, we keeping it 100. We all be thinking it. Let's be. Let's keep it real. You be like, yes, girl, so happy for you. Oh, my God. When am I going to get... You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, Listen, we not faking the funk in today's episode at all. Um, So we be thinking it. But you don't say that when you're celebrating someone else's milestone. You know, and, and that don't just apply to weddings. That applies to anything. So being single as wedding at weddings, you know, like when the invite starts rolling in, that's when it's go time. You get that beautiful invitation and that's kind of when that internal turmoil starts. One thing about weddings that gets interesting for me is the case of plus ones. The older I get, the more those Lifetime movies make sense. You know, where the girl hires the man to be her date to a sibling's wedding or a friend's wedding, and then they fall in love. <laughs> like, I said this, I think I said this on a holiday episode, like, the older I get, the more I get it. Like, you just be wanting to have a person be like, look, look, I can get a person too. You know, like, I can have a plus one. I can bring someone to the Christmas party. Um... So I, I get the Lifetime movies, <laughs> but plus ones honestly give me agony. On one hand, I am like glad when I don't get a plus one uh, because I didn't have anybody to bring anyway. <laughs> and then I get annoyed because I don't have anyone to bring anyway. So you see this constant like conundrum that <laughs> is happening and oh my god now that my sister's getting married like I'm already stressing because I'm probably going to get a plus one no date set yet nothing going on and I'm already like fuck who am I going to bring like and it'll probably be one of my besties but you know it would be nice to bring a guy it would be so nice um Inside note, I almost did not do this episode. I just want the record to show um, that I have actually been planning this episode. This has been on the list for well over a year, but I had actually started working on this episode in December, but it was not close to wedding season yet. So wedding season, obviously I'm a planner. So wedding season is starting, super excited. Um, the first wedding for one of my clients is in June, um, but wedding season is upon us. And I was just like, oh shoot, my sister. See, this is another single thing that I had to think about. I was like, well, my sister just got engaged. Are people gonna be like mad if I put out this episode about my feelings about being single at weddings? But honestly, I was just, like, my sister's not like that. She didn't even care about that kind of stuff. But also I'm like, fuck that. Obviously I'm happy for my sister. Like I literally flew across the country for her engagement, but I'm entitled to my feelings and my things about that. So anybody that knows me and my sister and that, you know, thinks the timing is interesting. I've been working on this episode. <laughs> this episode was long and coming either way. So there's no shady business going on. So that's just a side note. But again, just things we have to think about as singles. I don't, I don't want people thinking that I'm a hater. Or I'm jealous, you know? Um, but this whole, this plus one thing, 
it, it, it's definitely going to be a bother. I've already decided, like I said, to, you know, I got a couple besties that I'm, I'm probably going to hit up. Like, you want to be my plus one? Um, if I don't have a partner or a little booski by the time my sister gets serious with her planning. Um, but with my planner hat on really quickly, plus ones are expensive. And people with tight budgets will likely not give you a plus one, even if you're just dating someone. So from an etiquette perspective, the hard rule is that you have to invite the spouse of a married person. That's just the rules. Um, also for me, I feel like the wedding party should get a plus one due to their commitment to your event. Now, some people don't feel that way, but I strongly feel like you should give the wedding party um, a plus one because, you know, they're paying all this money to be in your wedding. Um, but pretty much everything else outside of married couples, honestly, is fair game. <laughs> and it's just up to whoever's wedding it is. So, like, someone told me once that they were not inviting um, an engaged couple um, to their wedding because they had been burned at another event by another engaged couple that didn't last. And so they're all in the pictures, all, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, we're not having that again. They ain't married yet. And when they do make it down that aisle, then we, we will take them serious. So... I can't be mad at that because it is what it is. Um, I've seen others that will allow long-term couples if they know both partners in a relationship, which is awesome. Um, singles, however, typically will only get a plus one um, if they are a very, very close friend um, or family member um, or in the wedding, basically. I had saw recently in one of my bridal groups, um, this girl was talking about her three bridesmaids that she was having. And she said two of them were dating and their boyfriends were invited. They had plus ones. So she was asking if she was wrong that she didn't want to give the third girl an invite because the third girl was single. And the third girl was going to bring one of her homegirls as her plus one. And I'm just like, first of all, girl, fuck you. Like, how are you going to punish someone who's paying loads of money to support your wedding just because they're single? And thankfully, the girls, the ladies in the comments absolutely told her that she was tripping. Um, but I just feel like couples just don't think sometimes. These are the same people that demand. I've had people, I've had plenty of events in my life and I've had people legit tell me that if their partner can't come to something, even if I have a limited guest count, that if they can't bring a plus one to dinner, then they're not going to come. And then y'all turn around and act surprised when we want to bring us a little buddy to a function. Y'all the same people. Anyways, couples don't really think sometimes. The optics of this was just horrible. Um, and I personally would be, and I'm sure anyone would be extremely hurt, like, knowing that. Like, the girls with boyfriends get to bring them. And she, she, she said she didn't even know the boyfriends. And I think she made a comment like, well, you know, I don't even know the friend that she's bringing. And, and it's like, but you don't know their boyfriends either. You know what I mean? And so your only catalyst in saying this is because... Well, they got a man and she don't. And I don't know who she gonna bring. So, no. That's so fucked up. You know? And, and like I said, it just is very hurtful. Um, th That's just a very hurtful thought process. And, and I don't think she's really thinking about the optics and what she's saying in the bigger scheme. The third girl was single. So, it actually makes more sense 
to give her a plus one so that she can have her buddy for the day too. Like, I just felt like there was no thought process in this at all. Um, now I have known couples to give singles plus ones for, for other reasons, but mainly it's just because, you know, they prioritize that person being there and being comfortable. And if the budget permits, I'm so here for couples that have this sort of grace. One factor that couples usually give is like, oh, you know, they had to travel in for the wedding. So of course they can bring a person. But the major factor I've seen and that should be considered in my opinion is if the single person knows other people at the wedding. So I remember being invited um, several years ago to one of my coworkers. Her son was getting married. And so she invited the whole team, which was awesome. And um, I had admitted to one of my coworkers that I was a little bit concerned about going because all of them were married and they were bringing their husbands. So thankfully, one of the ladies just wanted a girl's night out and she just wanted a night away from her husband and her kids. And so she was my date for the event. Um, but this is just very much something that I think about when I'm invited to an event as a, so, so, as a solo person. You know, who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to dance with? Who am I going to be single or um, who, who am I going to be seated with? Um, and if the only people you know are the bride and the groom or someone that's in the wedding party, it's going to kind of stink, you know? Um, I saw another bride who was talking about she was upset because a guest declined an RSVP. And I believe that the peer was like one of the brides, like um, the girl was a peer from one of the brides, like past jobs. So there wasn't a lot of overlap in the friends groups. Essentially, the woman told the bride that she was not comfortable attending um, alone. She didn't get a plus one. So she said she wasn't comfortable attending because she didn't know anybody. Now, plan her hat real quick. Very rude to ask someone for a plus one. If you didn't get one, don't fucking ask. Period. Period. No excuses. Do not ask. Now, I do think couples do not have a lot of sense sometimes, but etiquette is etiquette. Don't ask. Anyways, um, this lady knew that she didn't get a plus one and basically just said, you know, she wasn't comfortable, you know, coming to the party alone, but she said that she would send a gift. And honestly, I'm here for it. Like, I'm here for knowing your boundaries and what you would be comfortable with doing or not. Um... And the bride was upset. She felt like the woman should come and celebrate anyway. Because, I mean, it's my wedding. It's about me. It's not about her. Like, which is very bride of her to do. Um, And the bride just felt like the woman should come anyway. But everybody's not about that life. Like, to me, this, what I'm alluding to is this is basically like going to a party or a concert alone. Like, you may meet some cool people at the concert or you may be rocking solo the whole night, you know? It's the same as like if you go to a new friend, a new friend that you met has a kickback, but you only know that person and they're hosting. So they're working the room and talking to everybody. So they can't entertain you the whole night. Now, I'm the type of person, especially single, I'm the type that'll show up and just work the room. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna go because I want to see what a hoes at. I want to see what kind of people you <laughs> you got up over there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna go to the kickback. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just the type that's going to force myself into people's conversations, ask them how they know the host, you know, I'm going to make people be my friends for the evening, but everybody's not like that. I did that episode with Delencia about, you know, dating for introverts and stuff like that. You know, everybody's just not And hell. Sometimes I'm not like that. Sometimes I'm like, mm, I'm just really not in a spirit of doing that right now. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Um, but it's all about being honest with yourself and it's okay to acknowledge your feels and just check in with yourself and say, hey, this event is going to trigger me or it might put me in a bad space or I'm probably going to be too scared or nervous to connect with people. You know, it's okay to be honest about that because you know you're not going to know anybody there. Now, I will say this. I will not explain this to a bride. Brides can sometimes be very self-centered and they wake up and they eat wedding for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so anything outside of their peripheral or anything outside of the, the plans that they made, um, it kind of causes some confusion. <laughs> so I just, I would not explain this to a bride um, because mainly some will not understand and if they do, you just don't want to make them feel bad um, about not wanting to or not being able to afford to give you a plus one. Um, I don't think there's a need to go into detail. But single people is completely okay to decline an RSVP to a wedding. It just is. It's okay. I'm here to tell you it's okay. People can be mad. I don't care. Nine times out of ten, you didn't get a plus one. It's strictly a budget issue. So it's not personal. Um, but you should not feel bad about declining because that's not personal either. You should send a gift though, because that is proper etiquette. <laughs> I'm big on etiquette very much. My clients will tell you this. I love etiquette and I love telling people that they're being tacky. So if you do decline, if they put in the effort to put this envelope in the mail or whatever and send it to you and give you an invite, and that means you've already been included in the guest count, I would still send them a gift. Now, on the flip side, I've seen people give singles plus ones and give them a hard time about bringing someone. Now, again, I'm over a year out from my sister's wedding. And I don't need people asking me questions. Like, that would make me even more anxious. Like... I is you know what I mean like it's already something that I'm already it's already in the back of my mind and just like it, people asking me questions about it that would just frustrate me um even further and I've seen worse I've seen people try to pl like force plus ones on people like via a setup like girl nobody nobody wants to bring the groom's weird ass cousin as a plus one date to your wedding it's very weird it's very I have seen this happen and I've seen couples like oh well look at this guy's Instagram would you would you bring him as a no don't do that it's very weird y'all do not let these crazy couples <laughs> some people be so caught up in their own love story that they just like I said they ain't got no sense sometimes now let's talk about being single and in weddings so listen, being a bridesmaid is hard, it's expensive, and it's a lot of work, <laughs> and brides can get a little bit carried away sometimes, so my thing is, if you commit to being a bridesmaid, be there for your bride, 
That's the beginning and end of it. But also, it's okay to decline and just be a guest. If you just got out of a five-year relationship and, you know, you're struggling or you're going through a divorce, you may not have the capacity. As a planner, I really, 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 really love when brides are truly supported and truly loved by their squad. And that's honestly hard to come by. A lot of brides' complaints have nothing to do with the planning process and everything to do with not feeling supported. So I like to see that because I know it's so hard to come by. And the real issue is that people commit to being in weddings because they feel like they're supposed to. And I was invited, so I should arse or I should go or I was invited to be in the wedding, so I should be in the wedding. People, a lot of the issues, brides, people that are invited as guests, everybody, a lot of issues with weddings is people doing things out of obligation and not truly being honest with themselves. So... Committing to a wedding, knowing you can't show up in a real way, it's not cool. Don't be that person. The bride may be disappointed. And again, you don't have to go into all this detail. You can say it's money issues. You can do whatever. You don't have to go all this detail. Or you can just be honest. I mean, I've seen I've seen people straight up say, you know, I don't have the capacity. I just bought a house. Um, or I think they were in the process of buying a house. And, you know, they just didn't have the capacity to show up. And of course, the bride got mad because <laughs> she's just like, well, it's my wedding. Why would, you know what I mean? Bride. This is not a bride drag fest, but, uh, you know, we do have to give brides a little bit of grace. Like I said, they eat, sleep, drink weddings all day, <laughs> their wedding all day. So anything that happens outside of that, they just short circuit. But it's okay to honor your own needs, too. So it's completely okay to just say, hey, I don't have I don't have the capacity right now. And that's a life lesson, hunty. Telling people you ain't got the capacity to do shit, setting boundaries is great. Now, for my engaged girlies that are gonna come across this episode, don't make this episode about you. This is one thing right now that is not about you. <laughs> We are not plotting against your wedding, honey boo boo. Nobody's hating. Nobody's jealous. I mean, some people might be jealous. But for the context of what we're talking about, it really has nothing to do with you. We are happy for you and two things can be true at once. We are happy that you found your person and you finding your person also can stir up feelings inside of us that have nothing to do with you. Sometimes we are like in inspired by your love like it's not always sad feelings so I don't want to give that perception sometimes we are feeling away though and we're kicking ourselves and we do feel bad um if you walk away from this thinking that single women are mad at you or that you need to play low to make people feel better then you're not listening <laughs> um because this, this is really not what it's about so I repeat this is not about you brides brides this is one thing that is not about you they ain't gonna listen but that's what I'm saying <laughs> um but while we're on the subject, please don't be a smug bitch either because some of y'all are annoying. And this was even before y'all became wives or fiancés. Like, I saw this one woman in one of my groups. She said that she felt bad about celebrating her engagement because so many of her friends were single. And she said she felt sad about the fact that they were single. And she felt sad about the fact that, you know, 
she felt sad about the fact that she felt bad about celebrating her engagement. And for me, it was actually refreshing to hear a bride not be so self-absorbed and not just call someone jealous for the hundredth time. Um, too many brides, in my opinion, I, I, I am in a lot of bridal circles just because of what I do. Um, and so I, I just Facebook groups like crazy cause I, for my career, it's important for me to know what brides are talking about <laughs> and what they're doing. Um, but a lot of the issues that brides have, like I said before, are due to dealing with people and expectations. And I just feel like sometimes too many brides just throw tantrums and just be like, nobody's happy for me. You know what I mean? And it's just like, no, girl, people have lives going on and they're dealing with their own shit. You know what I mean? So when that particular bride, you know, said how she felt, it was refreshing to me because it was nice to see her show some empathy and just, you know, have some context outside of it's my wedding. Why is no one? Ha- why is not everybody falling in my, at my feet? You know what I mean? It was it was refreshing to hear her say that because I felt like she was she was honoring her own needs about, you know, and honoring her own feelings about being happy about being engaged. Um, but also realizing, dang, all my friends are single and she didn't want to be tone deaf. And, and I just, I don't know, I really appreciated that that she, you know, felt that way. To me, that was a sign of a really, really good friend, the fact that she thought about that. Um, and I think that, you know, just expressing a little bit of empathy is sometimes all we just really need from the single or from the Taken girls. Um, just, just having context outside of, you know, the fact that, you know, you have a partner, you have someone that you get to go to all day and other people don't have what you have. And that doesn't necessarily make them jealous. Um, it just means that they, they're, they have their own lives and they have a different situation going on than you. Um, and I'm certain if she had checked with her, checked in with her friends, um, I think that her friends would have told her exactly what I'm about to say. Don't worry about us. Love out loud, girl. Celebrate. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a difference between being obnoxious and just celebrating and being excited. And if people are truly your friends, they're going to be excited for you. You know, this this conversation is about people feeling, you know, invalidated or feeling discontent. But at the end of the day, if someone's happy for you, they're still going to be happy for you. Like I said, two things can be true at once. Um, we know we're about to get my husband to death. Um, go off, sis. Do your thing, baby girl. Um, but I will say this. We also just don't want the smugness. We don't want to hear from you with your nose in the air about how you can't do uh, single shit anymore. <laughs> If y'all follow the Instagram page, there was a whole discussion about this. Um, Someone wrote on a post. So this girl was basically like, um, well, you you know, you can't do single shit anymore. You know, when you get in a relationship, she was just talking about getting in a relationship. And so this thing had made it all across the Internet. And this one girl wrote on the post, like, unless your friends are prostitutes, what exactly can't you do anymore? (laughs) And I just was on the floor about this because the elitism be real. I'm going to bring another married couple on. um, Shout out to Unprofessional Opinion Podcast that was on the last episode. Everybody loved them. Definitely love to have them back. Um, But I definitely want to bring like some couples on the show and some, some women, some married women specifically, to talk about this disconnect and how the girls get real um, real on their pedestal when they become wives or become engaged or, or on their way 
to wifehood. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the it's the elitism for me um, that I think causes a disconnect between single and married women and it don't be us <laughs> the girls really do think that they better than somebody um and the wives and the soon-to-be's be quick to try to separate from us um you know what i would love to see is for the wives to be to use their privilege um because being partnered is a social privilege um i would love for y'all to check y'all other wives and taking friends and tell them to take it down a notch and stop being snooty bitches <laughs> women in relationships are not inherently better than single women like and i don't like that basic bitch energy so move around like i don't like it at all i love love like it's the center of both of my businesses when you think about it right like i'm talking about dating and singleness and then i talk you know my other platform is all about weddings the basis of both my businesses are love in some form or fashion but if you are just a judgy girl i, I just don't like that but i digress <laughs> i just say all that to say you know do not be obnoxious when it comes to the planning process at the end of the day, it's hard for brides to do, but remember to just still be a friend and that while your life resol resolves around your big day, um, everyone else still has other shit going on. So you can talk about how you got a great deal on your photographer or whatever your whatever step you're at in the planning process with your friends. Um, there's no need to bring up your wedding in every convo, which... I just felt every bride just like, what do you mean don't bring up my wedding every day, every time I talk to somebody? <laughs> but there's absolutely no need to bring up your wedding in every conversation, particularly with your single girlfriends. And again, that is not to say play low. It's saying don't be annoying. And that could be about anything. If you go on, if every time I talk to you, it could be anything. If every time I talk to you, it's about one specific subject, that's annoying. So specifically when it comes to weddings, if you at brunch and you spent about 30 minutes talking about your wedding at brunch and then your next pivot is, so how's your love life? Like that's that smug bitch shit that I'm talking about. Like it's giving, oh my God, my life's so great. I'm planning a wedding. <laughs> But what's going on with you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen girls do that before. And I'm just like, ew, like nothing. Nothing's going on in my love life. Let's back to your wedding, sis. Let's just talk about the wedding because that's all you want to talk about. <laughs> like, so annoying. Um, But, you know, if your friends let you dump all your wedding goodies on them, just make sure you're showing up in the same way. If she got a big deal, new client, got a job promotion, or just some other major life event celebrate her too because she's celebrating you um and just remember to be a friend I just made a post <laughs> about how um getting it was an article it's a very old article but I always refer back to this article about how getting married is an accomplishment and of course the girls on the net went crazy you know um well Mary marriage is an accomplishment for me blah 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 of course, no one actually read the article, even though I put the link right there. But what the article was actually saying is basically the act of finding someone who wants to commit to you and sign a marriage license is not that complicated. But getting a degree, opening a business, some other major milestone that requires work, <laughs> that requires research and studying and education and just the level of difficulty um I have said before getting a boyfriend is not that hard 
We can find any scrub on the street that's looking for some housing to get married. You can find, we could be on 90 Day Fiance. I can get a husband, baby girl. <laughs> like, is I, I really want y'all to be clear about that. We, we, we can get a husband. Um, but the whole purpose of that was just like, it's just not that complicated and it's just not that hard. Um, and so what she was really saying is, and she was, she was engaged and she eventually was married and she was just like, compared to other things in life, why are people celebrating this so much more than all these other great accomplishments that I've gotten? Um, and so the takeaway from that is just keeping that same energy when it's not about a relationship or a wedding or a man. And that's single or not. Just single women do this too. So make sure you're just not being complicit in this societal context that a woman's only goal in life is to be someone's wife. Um, but anyways, for the engaged girls, listen, do not be surprised if you catch your single friends giving eyes to the groomsmen. Uh, I have seen it before. Listen, honey, it goes down at these weddings. <laughs> It goes down. I am definitely team fuck the groomsmen. Like, <laughs> I have seen this happen at weddings I've attended. I have seen this happen when I was, um, plant, like, um, actually the planner at the wedding. Child, it goes down. Uh, <laughs> and don't be blocking either. This one girl was in a bridal chat and she was just like, um, she was like, should I let uh, my my wedding party meet each other beforehand? Because some of the girls are single and I just, you know, I just don't want them acting up, you know, towards some of the groomsmen who are single too. Mind your motherfucking business, girl. Let them girls do what they gonna do. So don't be surprised if you see the girls giving the eyes to the guys at your wedding. Um, like I said, you know, Something about weddings is inspiring. Like I said, it's not always something negative. Um, so sometimes you will see your friends going hard on the dating scene before or after the wedding. Um, because your wedding might be a nudge for us just to say, you know what? My friends are making their love dreams come true and I want that as well. Sometimes it's just a glimmer of hope that, hey, these people are working it out and this too can exist for me as well. Um... I do want to talk about the things that happen at weddings. Let's not force single people to do dumb shit. And when I talk about dumb shit, this is about to cause some controversy. Which I know I love controversy. <laughs> um, when I say dumb shit, I am talking about the bridal bouquet toss. That shit is so cringe. This is my opinion. I don't care what y'all say. This is how I feel about it. <laughs> it's cringe. So I'm about to put my planner hat back on for a quick second. And I'm going to give y'all some history real quick. The bouquet toss is symbolic. In the old days, the single girls, and I'm talking old, old days, the single girls would physically rip a piece of the bride's dress. They would rip a piece of her garments because um, it was perceived to be good luck for that girl to get married next. So back in the day, they used to actually take pieces of the bride's dress and this toss became a symbol of that. Same thing, except the girlies are not assaulting the bride's dress. They're just assaulting each other <laughs> for this fucking bouquet. <laughs> um, okay, planner, back, planner hat is back off. Um, but there was like a time where I felt so bad about single being single. 
that like the bouquet toss felt like a slap in the face to me. I still think it's dumb now, but there was a time where I truly resented that I had to get on this dance floor and I just felt like a fool. Like, what did it matter? I'm single as fuck. Catching these stupid ass flowers don't mean shit. Like, I just kind of felt like I was being taunted. Cue the fucking Beyonce and the bride showing off her ring. And here I am supposed to be excited about these flowers. Like, it's not my proudest moment, but I'm, I'm being honest here. You know, I was bitter about my dating life and I felt like it was being rubbed in my face or that I was being made fun of. And I don't feel that way now. Um, and that was just my perception. You know what I mean? It. I still think it's cringe and I still think it's dumb, but you know, brides aren't taunting us. <laughs> they're being annoying, but they're not taunting us. Um, I think brides do this just out of tradition. A lot of things that people do at weddings are simply out of tradition because everybody else does it. Like I said, my whole thing is, you know, being unique, doing different things. But I am sharing my feelings to be transparent. I was super, super, super deep in my feelings and that just took away from me being present and in the moment. I could go and cry later, which I already told y'all when I went to another wedding later great time had a great fucking time at the wedding and I cried on the way home because I'm just like you know it is what it is you know I am feeling away um but in the moment like you can turn the fuck up or don't you know <laughs> like you don't have to participate in this dumb ass tradition like you don't you just don't <laughs> like it's not that big of a deal if you need to sneak to the bathroom while the toss is happening um then do that protect your peace Period. The bride will be okay. And she's not even giving you her real bouquet, okay? The expensive one. You getting that cheap $20 toss bouquet. Like, the brides have gotten hip and so have the florists. The girls want to protect their very expensive bouquet. Listen, if you're giving me the real bridal bouquet, the fancy expensive one, you know what? I might jump for that one. <laughs> but the girls are giving you the cheap fake version or it's, hell, sometimes it's not even real flowers, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, But the brides have gotten hip and they are giving you those fake bouquets. All I know is I don't care for it in the traditional sense with a bouquet toss. At my wedding... And people ask me all the time, you know, as a planner, have you already like made plans for what you want to do at your wedding? Weddings are so different. I'm in a different mood depending on the day. <laughs> I get inspired by different things. I, I, I give thoughts. To, the only thing I know for sure, I will answer that. The only thing I know for sure I want at my wedding and one of my clients is doing this and I'm so excited about it is um, flip flops. A wedding I went to many, many years ago in the middle of the reception, they brought out this box of flip flops in the wedding colors, in every size. And so we could take off our heels and put on these flip-flops and we turn that bitch out. But anyways, <laughs> um, for my wedding, one thing that I thought about is, I think I am gonna toss the bouquet, but the bouquet is gonna have like $50 and $100 bills like wrapped around it. Cause for me, it's like, get money, bitch. <laughs> like I'm here for these type of shenanigans. Like, ooh, 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 or maybe like, like a gift card, like for a night at a luxury hotel or a spa or hell, maybe even a dating coach, shit. All I know is it's going to be something creative, but there's going to be a little bit of a twist to my bouquet toss. I'm not happy.
happy y'all get up here just for the sake of being here in this stupid ass tradition. And that twist is going to make me feel okay about prancing around my happiness without being tone deaf to the hopeful ladies that are at my wedding and that I love. And another thing, can we please stop using single ladies as a bouquet toss on? I got a lot of complaints in general. <laughs> I don't want to make this too much about my general complaints about weddings, but please, can we not do single ladies? Give me some med, give me some Cardi, give me some ratchet. Like, let the girls turn up. Um, but back to what I was saying about, you know, participating in the toss, check in with yourself often. And, and that's just in general. Um, but do not feel the need to torture yourself. If you know you're not in a good space or this, you know, it's your best friend's wedding or some really close girlfriend and you're just, you know, feeling a strong type of way, um, you know, maybe you want to sit this out. <laughs> maybe you want to just, you know, like I said, sneak off to the bathroom. Just happen to be in line at the bar when this is going on. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know when it's coming. You know when the DJ gets on. We know when it's happening. So, um, and if you know that like you're really, really struggling, like I said before, it's okay to send a gift and take the couple out after the honeymoon. Um, or you can suck it up and just leave early, but make sure you get your cake though. Cause wedding cakes be good as fuck. <laughs> um, but it's also okay to do, to do that, you know, after the cake is cut traditionally, and I've done it differently for different clients, but traditionally the cake is cut and then they go into, you know, bridal toss, um, garter toss, the whole nine. Um, so just know, you know, Hey, I'm going to go in, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to eat my food. And then after the cake's cut, I'm going to say deuces, you know, cake cutting is a great time to, if you want to leave and go on about your business for the day, cut, cake cutting is a great time to do that because that's right before all the, you know, the shows start happening. Um, but you, you know, you should honor your feelings. You have the option to do that. But another option that you have is just being present and engaging and making connection with those around you. There is a chance that you know several people at that wedding. Like I have, I mean, I'm the turn up period, but I have a blast at weddings. Everybody loves me and we just be turning up. I was at my friend's sister's wedding and I was just dancing with his cousin and her daughter. Like, they were my little besties the whole time. Like, we just had a blast. I have so much fun at weddings because, like, I'm just so enraptured by all the love. Like, all the love and all the good vibes. And I just, like, I'm such a chameleon in that way. And I just suck all that in, you know? Um, but you do have the option to, to just have fun. <laughs> um, and you might end up having so much fun that you forget about your feelings and you forget that you're feeling away. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, and I have heard stories. We've all heard stories of people meeting their partners at somebody else's wedding, including women who have caught the bridal bouquet, um, and ended up connecting with the guy who brought the, who caught the garter. So I'm just saying, I'm here for a cute meat story. And sometimes it will happen. I'm also here for like the casual setups, you know, like not an official singles table, but the sneaky singles table where people actually know each other, but everybody just happens to be single. That's cool. Um, you know, let us hoe it out or just be sad in peace together. <laughs> um, I will say this while couples should not be making this episode about them, I'm going to 
ask the singles not make the wedding day about you. One easy way to cope is not making this day about what you want and what you don't have. Focus on what's in front of you. It's just two knuckleheads just trying to do right by each other. You know, like just people trying. Um, One of my favorite moments when I'm working a wedding is like towards the end of the night, the marriage is signed, the dinner is done, the cake is cut. Everybody's just dancing and joyful and it's just euphoric for me. Now, obviously people, you know, they're drunk and turned up. But when I'm working, it's just like, that is the moment where I'm like, this is it. This is what I'm passionate about. I'm doing exactly what I love. Just seeing someone celebrate their love and other people celebrate them is so euphoric for me. And it's this moment after standing on my feet for eight plus hours that I remember why I do this. And as a guest, you are a direct part of this moment. You are a part of this movement. So take your part as the turn up seriously. (laughs) You were invited for a reason and that's to celebrate. Drink their liquor and eat their food, honey. Now, if they have a cash bar, they tacky. You can tell them I said it. (laughs) I would rather have you have no liquor or BYOB. Do not make people pay for their drinks. You do this party, you do not tell people to bring the liquor. Or you don't don't tell people to pay for their liquor at the party you're throwing. Period. (laughs) And if the food is nasty, you can talk about them too. Because that's the one thing, your food should not be nasty. Digress. (laughs) So, um... Otherwise, you know what I mean? Just go in and enjoy the moment and be present with the people around you. I challenge you not only to honor your feelings, but also don't use singleness as a crutch to feel sad or feel like you're out of place. Love is everywhere around us and it's in us. So show that love to the couple whose union you're blessed to witness. Use that energy and show up in all the spaces that you're in, just leading with love. And I promise It will come back to you in some form. Um, Also, do the fucking dating challenge. (laughs) Um, I just cannot wait until I get my first success story. I have a couple brewing as we speak. Um, I've had a couple of folks reach out to me that listen to the show or that follow the Instagram page. And they have had some small wins. Um, Just following some of the advice that I've given, doing these dating. Somebody told me verbatim. I, I'm actually, I'm going to make a post about this, but um, this girl, she did the dating challenge that I did last summer, I think. And that's her man now. So we get results over here. I just love it. I just love it. Um, <laughs> So, you know, a lot of people are using these challenges and they're actually putting in the work and starting back dating again after long hiatuses or finding a bae. But all I'm saying is get your asses out there so you too can toss that bouquet. Now it's time for the dating tip of the week. The dating tip for the week is... Winter time is almost over. Make your date take you outside and show you off in the sunlight. I feel like, obviously, we taught all these idiots asking to come over and chill. But even for the ones who, you know, we have been dating and have been talking to who took us out in the past, it's very easy to get into, um, like, a pattern of... 
oh, just come over. We ain't, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've done that with friends, honestly. It's like, we're just like, oh, we need to go out and get drinks and we need to get out of the house. And then it comes time for, and it's like, girl, just come over. We can drink wine at the crib. You know what I mean? Like, we do this to our friends. So, like, make a concerted effort to go outside and, like, actually go on dates. That is your dating tip of the week. Now it's time for down in the DMs. Um, if you have a question, um, go ahead and send me an email. Listen to your single friend at gmail.com um, and put down in the DMs in the subject. Um, I need a name. I never have names. Um, we'll call her Sarah. Sarah. Okay. So Sarah says, I moved to a new city recently and I had an ex of mine that I don't consistently talk to, but we are cordial and friendly fly out to see me for a day. He stayed at my place and it was like old times. Was this just a, this is a last time hookup or something more? Because why did he fly out to see me? Um, thank you, Sarah, for your letter. This is interesting. This is interesting to me. Um, Congrats on the move. The fact that, I guess my first thing when I read this was like, well, were y'all still hanging out before you moved? And he was just trying to, you know, keep that keep that same energy. Um, but you said that y'all don't even consistently talk. Y'all were just cordial. I don't know. Exes are toxic. Because <laughs> a part of me is just kind of like, oh, you're in a new city. Like, I don't know if, you know... You have family in this new city if you just came here for work. But, you know, transitioning your life and moving is is a very big deal. Um, and so it can be hard getting adjusted. Even if you do know people in the city you're moving to or you have your coworkers or you have friends out there, it can still be hard picking up your life. Um, <laughs> I've definitely fallen for toxic ex patterns. So for me, it's just like, oh, that's so nice that he flew out. <laughs> Because I'm just like, dang, I know moving is hard, period. But especially moving out of town and away from people that you know. Um, now, <laughs> basically you're saying that y'all hooked up when he came, when he came to visit you or whatever. Um, I mean, honestly, that's the question that you would have to ask him. Um, you would need to ask him basically... I mean, y'all don't talk consistently. So to me, honestly, as sweet as it is that he flew to see you is given one night stand. Um, and he only came out there for a day. So I guess my other thing is like, it sounds like he only flew out just to see you if he only came for a day. It sounds like he was only there just to see you. Um, so I don't know. I'm showing my toxic side a little bit, but I'm kind of here for it. Um, but it does sound like a hookup still in the same breath because my first thing was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, he had other stuff to do in your new city. But that's not the case. I can't say if this is a last time thing, but this was definitely a hookup because you said y'all don't talk like that. And so that is the key component that I'm kind of falling on. Um, y'all are cordial and y'all are friendly, um, but it's not a consistent thing. And you moved and he just said, all right, I'm going to come pull up on you. To me, it's not, even though he made an extra effort and went through TSA, like, I don't feel like that's any different than your ex saying, you being in the same city still, and your ex saying, um, oh, what are you up to? I'm going to pull up on you. Like... 
the bird part of me is just like, yes, he flew to see you in your new place. Yes, toxic. But <laughs> with my normal person hat on, it's just kind of like, you really just flew in to drop the dick off. <laughs> like, I don't even talk to you like that. <laughs> but I would have felt for that shit too. So I ain't judging you, girl. Um, but at the end of the day, as far as, you know, the whole, is this a last time thing? The other factor that I need to know is how how far of an ex is this? You know what I mean? Like, how long have y'all been broken up? Um, and what conversations did y'all have? Or did y'all just kick it like old times? Fucked, and then he went on by his business. Because it sounds to me like it was the latter, but you'll be able to see in his behavior after, um, you know, he go when he went back home, you'll be able to see in the coming weeks <laughs> like what he really feels. Um, or if this is just going to be a regular thing of him dropping a dick off and flying back home. I mean, I'm... Again, me being a bird, I'm kind of here for him making all this effort. <laughs> but as far as what this means for you guys' relationship, you guys' future, first of all, you need to check in with yourself. Do you even want him back? And number two, if you want him back, y'all don't even live in the same place anymore. So you said a new city. You didn't say a new... Well, no, he, he still flew. So it could be in the same state, like a California, where he, you know, was up top of california you live in southern california but long story short you move far enough away that this is long distance if he had to fly to get there it's it's long enough distance basically so number one do you even want to be with him number two do you want to do a long distance relationship and number three have the reasons you guys broke up have they resolved because a lot of people get caught up in and a lot of people is me but a lot of people get caught up after the fact when you break up just kind of like Oh, we both had such good times. You know, we get real revisionist when you've been single for a year after a breakup. And you're just like, "Mm, was the breakup really that bad? You know, I mean, was it really, really, did it really need to go down that way? Um, But one thing, like I said, men gonna do what they wanna do. So this is going to be very obvious what his intentions are in the coming weeks or months um, if this becomes a regular thing. But it would not hurt to have a conversation just to tailor expectations because you may be okay with him dropping a dick off and getting back on his flight, but you still need to kind of know what's going on. And also, you might find some new booty. You probably will in your new city. You got a whole... (laughs) whole new world that's opening up to you on these dating apps now that you're in some new place so setting some boundaries and parameters wouldn't hurt in this situation but it sounds to me like you do want that old thing back um I would not get my hopes up though because this does it, it does sound like a hookup so when we take away that that factor that he flew to see you it's still boiling down to we don't talk like that and he just pulled up on me and we did the do and we just going to go back to being cordial, you know? Um, but, you know, that is complicated. So, you again, you just need to honor your feelings about this. So, um, Sarah, wishing you the best of luck. Um, if you want to send me a follow-up in a couple weeks or a couple months about what ends up happening with this guy, feel free to do so. Now it's time for trivia. Um, I'm excited. Y'all know I'm excited because I fucking love trivia. I had another idea. I was going to stop doing trivia and like start playing another game, but then I forgot what the game was because I didn't write it down. (laughs) But y'all know I love games and I love trivia. So this week's trivia is, according to a survey the Not website did with newlyweds, 
online dating is now the most popular way to meet a spouse. The top three connection methods were 22% of couples who said they met their partner online, 19% met through friends, and 17% met through work. True or false? You'll have to find out on next week's episode. All right, guys, that closes this episode. We got, we covered so much ground today. I just feel like, I feel very accomplished. (laughs) I feel like we got, I feel like I was able, I think I feel a little bit of a weight off my shoulder. I feel like I was able to um, get through a lot of my feelings that I've had when it comes to, you know, something that I love, which is weddings and being single. Um, So this, I feel like in a way was kind of therapeutic for me. Um, Like, I feel really good about this episode and I'm excited. And I hope y'all fuck with, you know, some of the things I had to say and some of the advice that I gave. Um, Make sure you do the April dating challenge. Make sure you do it. It's just a date. I ain't gonna give y'all another spiel because I already gave y'all one at the top of the episode. But make sure you do the dating challenge, okay? I'm doing this for you guys on good. And hell, mine too. I want to date. <laughs> I want to date. I want to bay. Summer is coming though. Summer is upon us. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the dating challenge, the whole purpose is to get y'all asses out the house. Winter is over. Like I said, in the dating tip of the week, winter's coming to a close. It's about to be spring. Um, toes out, hoes out. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. This episode was about weddings. Feel free to share this with your friends who is engaged. Don't, don't, don't give them no context. Just be like, oh, you should listen to this episode about weddings. <laughs> feel free to just let your friends know you need to listen to this because this is how I feel. Um, brides, feel free to share this with your other bride friends so they can know, you know, how the folks is feeling. Um, but again, please feel free to like, rate, subscribe, and make sure you leave me a review. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate your patience. I'm trying to get my life together and get on a consistent schedule. I have added an editor to the show. I'm so excited about it. Um, The team is building because I need free time to do other things like write that book that we're not going to talk about. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey!